0: Welcome to Asleep by Nine.
1: My name is Alyssa.
0: And I'm Jeremiah. Hello, hello everybody. Hi again. What you doing over there?
1: I'm wondering if we can get all the equipment right this time so that we can keep going.
0: Probably not. We we recently had um our little girls up here messing around with our equipment.
1: Not messing around. Well,
0: one of them was messing around <laughs> because they were they were all over the place. So hopefully they had good times. They did. <laughs> My equipment is messed up.
1: Oh, wow. Don't breathe into it that way. Okay. That's loud.
0: Hopefully this will work out okay. Okay. We, we have a really tough topic today. Yes. Uh, everything, uh, if we were to do What's Trending, uh, we would see that um, most of the world is focused, well, most of our world, uh, talking about here in the U.S., is focused on uh, Black Lives Matter, race relations, uh, riots, uh, different things that are going on here in the U S mm-hmm. and uh, some of it's, I think definitely deserved, you know, the attention to black lives matter is a hundred percent deserved because we had another recent uh, situation where a, a black man who was unarmed and handcuffed uh, was killed by a police officer. mm-hmm and that is never good. It doesn't, I don't care who you are. It's, it's not good to be, you know, to, 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 have anybody killed. To be killed
1: by someone who you're supposed to be able to trust that's and who's right. supposed to keep you safe.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, murder's never good, but that's, right. I don't know, takes it to a whole new level.
0: And in this particular situation, there were, uh, a lot of warning signs, a lot of opportunity for the situation to turn out totally different than it did.
1: What um, do you mean when you say that?
0: Well, my understanding of the story is uh, there were several people around mm-hmm. and there were pleas that, from from the man himself that he wasn't able to breathe.
1: Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you saw this. They, I just saw it being posted in the last probably hour they show the picture from another angle. So before we were just seeing the angle with the one um, police officer that had his knee on the back of his neck. Um, And we knew that there were other officers on scene who stood by, and they have shown now the full picture from a different angle. And two... I might get this wrong. Two or three of those additional police officers also were on his back and legs, holding him down. Hmm. So it gets just worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I'm I'm personally torn because I know a lot of good police officers, and sure. it, it clearly in this I situation. Think that, I don't
1: think. I mean, honestly, I don't think the majority of people are saying all police are bad. Obviously, the the good people out there do not want to be lumped in with this type of police brutality and just Mm -hmm. total misconduct. So I I just want to say that because, I mean, we do know a lot of good people.
0: That are serving people. Mm -hmm. That are going into those really hard places, you know, where maybe there's a domestic dispute and they're they are bringing love, kindness, goodness into it. I I was just maybe a week or two ago uh, watching a video where uh, a cop was called to a neighborhood because some kids were playing basketball and being loud. And he came by and he said, Hey, just keep the noise down. He played a little bit of basketball with them. And then later on, Shaquille O'Neal came into the neighborhood and you know did a pickup game in that little neighborhood. And so there's there's good police out there and this was not a good representation of of I think what we would want of our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we the It is clear that there are race relation issues. There are are people who are white and privileged and taking advantage of that, and it's a problem. And then there are, you know, the whole spectrum exists. Uh, You know, when when I was in the service, uh, I was in the Marine Corps back in the, the late 90s, well, mid to late '90s, early 2000s, um, I, I, yeah, I had the, um, the privilege of serving with a lot of different people, and we were taught that we were one color. There's, there's no black, white, brown. There's only green, and that kind of color blindness. Well, it didn't
1: work. I, I well, remember. That, okay. Do you want to tell that story, or can I cut in? <laughs> Go ahead. I just wanted to say I think that's um, what the issue is with this uh, all lives matter versus black lives matter, right? It's this whole idea that we shouldn't see color, that we're all the same and, and whatever. And clearly there's portions of society and culture that are seeing color and It's It it can't – all lives can't matter until people of color, their lives are just as valuable as white people. So the whole thing of you saying, like, that the Marines were teaching that there's no color and it's just green, and you're clearly saying that didn't work. I mean, that's basically – This all lives matter thing, not not that I am trying to say that all lives don't matter. Obviously, they do. But the bigger issue at hand is that if you just keep going around saying all lives matter, it's the same as you being taught in the Marines that you're all green when you're not. And black people were treated. I I don't even know the word unkindly doesn't even seem like a good Mm -hmm. wrong white people were treated wrong whatever that that didn't just saying the words we're all the same color we're all human race that's not enough yeah it's uh, not enough
0: right and so maybe this is a good time to pause for a second and just let everybody know we know we are going to screw up some of our language today true I we we talked a little bit about this today. We didn't prepare a bunch of notes because we wanted it to be real, authentic, genuine for you out there in the world. Um, the reality for us is we're gonna mess some parts up. We're gonna say something wrong. uh you know somebody's gonna somebody's gonna look at my picture and frame everything in their world around my picture instead of my words. I know that's going to happen or vice versa. They're going to listen to my words and they, they they're going to try not to look at my picture and, and put me in a container. And the thing is, I don't know which one of those would be right to be honest, because we, we all have skewed views. One of the things that I learned trying to become a therapist, one of the first things that we learned is, we, as much as we can, we're supposed to take ourselves out of the therapy room. And then the next thing we learned, we can never take ourselves out of the <laughs> therapy room. You know, what What biases I had before I walked through that door, I still have. I still see the world through my lens. And my lens is unique. It's, it's super unique. And I think in some ways, uniquely, uh, you know... Mm, how do I say it? Hmm. Uniquely qualified to screw up this conversation, and I say that because I've had tons of training. I've I've been in different cultures. I I grew up in different ways than most white men I know.
1: Don't so, you think though? If oh, I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is. <laughs> Again, I don't know if I'm saying the right thing. But as white people that we are, isn't us just having the conversation and saying we acknowledge what's happening. I got to try to say it without crying. Like we acknowledge the privilege that we have had. And that we stand with the people who have not had that same privilege and want to find ways to use our voices to support and help. Isn't that in itself, I mean, is that enough for people who are listening and see your picture and be like, oh, another white man talking about this? Isn't it enough that we are, even if we get the words wrong, that we're trying?
0: I hope and pray that that's the case. And I me do. Too. And for some people, it will be enough. And for some people, it won't be enough. And so I think it's good to add context, right? This is my years of philosophy on race relations, the only thing that I have found to be successful, having been in many different environments, sometimes being the one persecuted for being white, sometimes unknowingly contributing to the problem of white privilege, sometimes maybe even, and because I was young and dumb too even maybe I knew somewhere inside that it was wrong to do some of the things or say some of the things that I did at given times, I still probably did it because I could. And now my hope is that people will connect because the only thing that ends this thing at any given time is when we know people, of different backgrounds and we know them well enough. We know rich people, poor people, black people, white people, brown people, but knowing them isn't enough. I mean, like, know them. It starts with sitting down and having... I don't
1: know. I agree that to an extent, but at the same time, I also feel like... I... I... (laughs) Why does someone have to know? Oh, um, I don't even, I'm not going to say the cop's name. I refuse to say his name out loud. I would rather say George Floyd's name. But if he had known, which we don't know, but why should he have to know that Um, many different groups of people in order to just be a decent human
0: I do you know what,
1: I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't open up your life to every walk of life that's not at all what I'm saying I'm just saying I think it's a. I, I don't know what the word is I just don't know that you need to know someone and and connect with someone from every walk of life race gender socioeconomic background to treat people with love and kindness and respect i
0: I agree with you in in theory i agree with you in reality when we, um, I, I grew up super, super poor, and when, I, I did not know that wealthy people had the same stupid problems that we had. In my home, the same problems. Yeah, they had a bunch of money, but they still had the same problems. And until we can humanize, a. Until we can humanize everybody that is human, we're kind of set up to fail. And what's the, the number one way to humanize people? Know them. Uh, when I walk down the street and I see somebody, I think of them as a human. Uh, let's let's do it like this. This is this is uh, again this is my perspective. Uh, I grew up in a culture where men could objectify women. Guess what? It still happens today. Women are objectified all the time. I know this isn't race related, but when my brain and my heart had a shift, it was when somebody said, that is somebody's sister that is somebody's daughter. That is somebody's best friend. That is And I went, "Huh?"
1: Who was that someone that said that to you?
0: I don't remember.
1: I do. It was me.
0: Oh, it probably was you. <laughs> well, that tells you right there. I was in my 20s before I figured it out. I'm in my 20s and I'm learning that. Like we are, we can get so tainted by our environment thinking that everywhere we go in the world is just like right here. And if I were a cop, I'm putting myself in the police like, boots for a second. Uh, like when I was in the Marine Corps, right? When I when, if I were a cop and all I saw day after day, after day was one type of thing, you know, poor behavior, people fighting. I would probably have to fight the urge to believe that people are just filthy, terrible, horrible human beings. I'm a mental health person. I have to fight the urge to think that everybody is sick because they're not, right? I mean, we are all kind of a little bit sick, but I mean, not everybody is getting it wrong. There's a lot of people out there, a surprisingly large amount of people out there getting it right.
1: Okay. I I don't know. I I mean, I'm following you. I understand what you're saying. I I just don't know um exactly how you're relating it back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you mean to the Black Lives Matter and race relations?
1: Right. Because to me, you're saying, if you're saying that it would be easy to, you know, as a mental health person to think everyone's sick or as a cop to think that everybody is bad, it almost sounds like you're giving permission.
0: Absolutely not. What I'm saying is it's easy to get into those ruts. We have to, in my opinion, fight that natural tendency to generalize. We have to fight it. We can't passively sit by and say, Well, I met four people who were Hispanic and they were all like this. And so all Hispanics are like this. I met five people who were white and they were all like this. So, like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. We, our brains are designed to generalize a lot of things for efficiency purposes. But we have to fight it when it's not doing it correctly. And with race and gender, our brains are not doing it correctly. And that's a transgenerational problem. Mm-hmm. It means it's been handed off generation after generation after generation. We Right.
1: And, we, and I think also kind of along the lines of what you're saying, like... Um, it's evolving even as we have grown up we were kind of talking about this this morning like you know um it used to just be that you would say well i'm not racist like i i don't even see people's color i just see people when now it's like no actually we need to stop as white people take a moment, acknowledge that we have this privilege that other people haven't necessarily been given. And then we need to take it a step further, right? So that it's not just that we say that we're not racist. It's that if we see something happening that is racist, or we hear something racist, it's our job to speak up on behalf of the people who are being talked about, whatever group that is, it's it's just, it's not enough anymore to just say, I'm anti-racism. And that's changed, I think, I mean, at least from my perspective. And um, if you are a person of color, and this is not true, I would love to hear you know your side. I'd love to hear your opinion of this, but
0: please I, be gentle with her. <laughs> she I, does. She does love people. Just all people. Um, no, but people, I just feel people. like it it's, doesn't matter. It's
1: just it's evolving now to be more than just saying what you are, what you aren't. Now, okay, great. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do to help? What are you gonna do to support? What are you gonna do to stand up? Um, because. The world needs that.
0: Yeah. And I think at this point, it, you know, we look back in history and uh, this is uh, maybe, maybe it's, we're not there yet. Maybe we are finally there or here. Uh, I think we need more white people to stand up with yes. black people holding hands,
1: Uh, did you see let's talk about this speaking of that because this really got me um there were well there are two things oh i should have written down where those protests were i i I totally forgot what states but um i think one of them was are you gonna fix it yeah you keep dodging (laughs) i know it keeps i think it's dropping no
0: it's good just you
1: keep dodging you keep coming over here oh i'm trying not to cry into the mic
0: i know but you got to talk into
1: the (laughs) mic um so at one protest a a big group of white people came and they stood holding hands in front of the black protesters as a shield Oh, you're gonna have to cut that out. That was a giant.
0: State. No, that's good though. Like we <laughs> need then, that to happen. And
1: then on, you know, the other side, there was a cop, a white cop, who got separated from his group that he was with at another protest, and a group of black protesters came and circled him and kept him safe until he could get back to the to the cops that he was supposed to be walking with and just those types of things i think you're right
0: we need to see that
1: yeah standing together and it's scary i'm sure that those people were all very scared and very nervous but they did it anyways Mm -hmm. i can't do this i'm so sorry i'm crying i'm so fired up and emotional (laughs)
0: There's probably going to be a lot of things we should cut out, but we probably (laughs) won't.
1: So I'm sorry if you hear me sniffing.
0: We, we are at a time where we need to have these brave conversations. We need, and we need to have them together. We need people to come together and do this. What, you know, you and me, we probably spent a couple hours of our day just talking about it and that's good. Uh, we, this is the hard part for me. Unfortunately, we are probably not the ones in this world who are going to be able to make the greatest impact. I, I mean, I hope that we can make some impact because in my opinion, even if we we have the power to change one, we have to do that. You know, one person uh, yes. shifts. We we have to do that, and and so we're doing this. And uh, it, it's definitely not comfortable for anybody to do this, in my opinion. No matter what color we are, no matter what gender we are, like this is just a hard conversation because it opens up so much of our our, our past as a as a culture. You know, we're we're not that far removed from slavery.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're just not. I mean, I would love to say we've arrived, but we haven't.
1: No, they, and, and pro- we should have been long ago, and we should be now. This, I mean, honestly, I, I I can't. I. It's horrifically shocking some of the stuff that still happens. I mean, it's just,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, we were talking at one point about (laughs) you. I want it to be peaceful to, to be heard, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't work right now.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, we, we talked about how the, the peaceful statements are not the ones getting through. Like, When are we as a culture going to understand we got to, we got to shut up and listen. Yeah. We have to stop talking like you and me are doing right now and <laughs> listen. Yeah. I mean, I had, um, do you want me to tell a story real quick?
1: Like, I don't know. What is it? Can I sniff? Okay. I'll
0: make sure I leave that in.
1: Please don't. That was disgusting.
0: There's so I work I work I mean most of you know that I work with uh, teens. And I have for a long time. And so for quite a long time, I don't know when this this video came out, but there's uh this video called Joiner It's Joiner Lucas. I'm not racist.
1: Have I seen this? I don't know. Are we, can we maybe post it to Instagram so people can find it? Is yeah. that doable? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Okay. But ugh, I have to warn you.
1: Is there language?
0: There's a lot of language. Oh, a
1: lot. Okay.
0: And there's a lot of stereotypes.
1: On purpose? Uh huh. Okay.
0: And if you only make it halfway through, you will have failed. You would have failed yourself. You would have failed the, the conversation.
1: Is it on YouTube? Is that where you have it? It is. How long is it?
0: Four six minutes and 56 oh, seconds.
1: people, you can give up your six minutes and what? 56 seconds. 56 seconds.
0: But you have to keep going no matter how upset you get. Like, you've got to go all the way through it. I really appreciate the way they started it. They start. Uh, with...
1: Well, don't give it all away. I'm not going to give it okay. all away.
0: They start with, you see a table, there's a black man and a white man. They're sitting across from each other filling stereotypical like images. You know, the white man has a Trump hat. Uh, that Like, you'll see right away that it was set up to show you on purpose the stereotypes that exist. Mm-hmm. And it's they, they do take turns. So that's the only thing I will say to you. They take turns. So stick with it. It's a half and half. I I was working with a a, a group, you know, a while back, and I showed it uh, because we were having some issues around race. And I'm kind of a direct
1: person. Kind of. Okay, I'm a You're lot directly direct.
0: And so I did this on purpose because I wanted to bring the emotion and the stereotypes and the conversation right to where it needed to be from the beginning. So I showed this for seven minutes and then we did work mm-hmm. after that. Um, the uh, I I had one student who got up about 20 seconds too early. They couldn't take it. And they walked out. And then the video switched and they missed the whole second part. So I had to go back with that student later on. So definitely it it will take your emotion to the limit. I don't care who you are. If you got a heart and a soul, it will take you to the limit. All right. Well,
1: I'll try to link that to our instagram so that you guys can find it. I might even be able to put it in the show notes. Yeah. So that you guys could find it there. So we'll we'll put that up. And I think I'll also be um posting probably on instagram. I would think I've I've read a few different things about how we can help um some of these issues that are happening. I know that there's some good resources out there. Um, There's been some great videos, um, people talking about what's going on and the best way to help. Uh, I know that there's been places taking donations for different things. So I'll try to get those linked up also because the more that we can do to stand with everybody. Each other. Mm Yeah. Yeah. The better.
0: And specifically right now with the black people's struggle. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm i sure we're going to hear about us talking about blacks and whites and browns and I know. We're totally everything. opening ourselves and up and Asians, I'm, I'm, and,
1: feel, <laughs> I'm actually pretty nervous about it just because I don't, I, you know, our intent was not to be offensive in any way or um, I don't hurtful. Uh, you know, our intent was just to is, talk about it. it. Yeah. Is. Is.
0: To talk about it. Yeah. Because we have, we have a responsibility to do that. Yes. And so, um, like I said earlier, we're going to screw it up, but you know, give us the feedback. I-, I can tell you, if you come from a place of care, I'm going to hear you. Cause I-, I want to hear you no matter what gender, what race, whatever your background, I want to hear you. Mm -hmm. And for me, that, that becomes a little, so in, I I think it's important that we talk a little bit about our background, you know, you growing up and having some challenges, me growing up having some challenges, um, I'll go into mine. You can decide if you want to tell yours or not. But as a kid, uh, there were, there were times we weren't eating Mm -hmm. You know, I, I watched this uh, this video you came up with today, this Life of Privilege $100 yeah, video. Yeah, that's another good one. Uh, we'll link that one too. But when they were saying, you know, take two steps forward if you, know, you had a dad in the house.
1: Mm-hmm. If your parents are still married. If, if your parents
0: are still married.
1: You never had to think about your next meal.
0: And time after time after time and after time, I was one you were being still left at the behind. start.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: My race started way back and I'm still the benefactor of being a white male. And I say that because as I became an adult and I, and even though my, my first 15 years, 16, well, I was living on my own at 16. My family didn't even know that. Well, some of them didn't, but my first 16, 17 years before I got in the Marine Corps, when I, when I went in there at 17, that was me finally stepping out of the situation, the situation of, of being essentially left behind. And don't get me wrong. Like every, every kid deserves. I had some opportunities from people, uh, as a kid, you know, somebody took me under their wing Whether that was a teacher, you know, one time or that was a coach for a season or, you know, somebody somewhere. Uh, I remember somebody gave me cleats because I I couldn't play baseball without cleats and I had to have cleats. And I don't know how I don't even know who gave them to me. I remember they were used and I didn't care. Mm -hmm. I just I was so glad to be able to play because otherwise, I was going to be trying to play in my tennis shoes, and I would have been the only kid on the field without cleats. And during practices at the beginning, I was, which is how they knew that I didn't have cleats. And so, you know, with my background and having experienced the other side of it, I racism is not always one way. I I know right now we are talking about black lives matter. And that justified right now, in my opinion, and racism can be from anybody. And we've got to be thoughtful that we don't get to that point where it's coming from all angles where, you know, it's, it, you know, you know, you've got blacks pointing at Asians and Asians pointing at, at whites and Hispanics pointing at blacks. And like, we just can't do that. We've got to stop pointing at each other and start walking together, in my opinion. Yeah. I got a couple of funny looks in there. I probably said some things incorrectly.
1: Yeah, I just can't really necessarily get on board with um i mean i'm not saying it doesn't happen that people aren't racist against whites i just don't think it's an issue that needs to be taken up maybe ever
0: I don't agree completely. And that's okay. Like yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. But when I was sitting on a stairwell, when I was 17 years old in the Marine Corps, we were all supposed to be green and a group of black men walked by as I'm sitting with a black man who's also a Marine sitting next to me. And I was naive. I was stupid. I was 17 years old in 29 Palms, California. And they, they said to a kid I, like me and him are sitting there. He's probably like 19 or 20 at the time. And, and I'm just sitting there having a conversation. We're just talking about life. I, I don't even know what we were talking about to begin with. I know what we ended up talking with about, but these, these men come by these Marines who are supposed to be just like me, right? In my mind, green. We're pausing here for a moment because I'm about to make a pretty big mistake. I think you're going to notice it pretty quickly when I'm done with this little, uh, intermission, uh, I'm going to go ahead and resume pretty close to where we were when we left off. Uh, what I'm actually going to do is back it up a little bit so that you catch the context and you can see where my mistake is very clearly. Thank you. Okay, so we recorded this last night and we I was in the editing process this morning. wanted to come back and just talk about this one particular part. This part where I took a tone, volume, and cadence that was, frankly, it was just wrong. Uh, It was naive and foolish of me. I got sucked into uh, the mental moment of my own history. And we had some dialogue about taking this part out. And after the fact, uh, we decided together that it was better to leave it in that showing how easy it is for somebody who's trying to be good on the inside can be absolutely foolish and frankly, just stupid on the outside. And so for that reason, we're going to leave it in. But it's important that you guys understand that that is that is a big risk. Um, please understand that that The way in which I said uh, what I said uh, is not appropriate. It's not okay. And uh, I apologize if it's offensive to anybody. Um, And I'm super grateful, Alyssa, to have you. uh,
1: Don't do it. (laughs) Because
0: (laughs) I think it's important that we be able to point these things out. And for that reason, we're going to leave it in. Uh, And if anybody is offended, um, I understand And I want to apologize uh, for the way in which I handled myself.
1: Good job. Mm -hmm. I love you.
0: I know. I love you too. And thanks for helping me. (laughs) Now that I've had the opportunity to go back and explain myself, apologize, I want to take you back to this story. But I also want to point out, we don't get the chance to do a reset like I just did in real life. So it's very important that we show up to every conversation with care, with empathy. With that said, let's start the recap and here we go. But when I was sitting on a stairwell, when I was 17 years old in the Marine Corps, and we were all supposed to be green and a group of black men walked by as I'm sitting with a black man, who's also a Marine sitting next to me. And I was naive. I was stupid. I was 17 years old in 29 Palms, California. And they, they said to a kid like me and him are sitting there. He's probably like 19 or 20 at the time. And and I'm just sitting there having a conversation. We're just talking about life. I, I don't even know what we were talking about to begin with. I know what we ended up talking with about, but these, these men come by these Marines who are supposed to be just like me, right? In my mind green i uh, you know if that's in my mind obviously that that didn't work and they said hey why are you sitting with that cracker that no joke hold
1: on hold on i want you to cut that out don't be talking like that you can say the words you don't have to say it in that kind of a tone okay. and so okay so you're sitting.
0: When, when I'm sitting on the stairwell. Mm-hmm.
1: And a group of guys comes by and they say what?
0: They say, why are you sitting with that cracker?
1: And then you, told, you didn't even know what that meant.
0: I totally didn't. <laughs> I was 17 years old. I had no idea what that meant. And my buddy, my buddy just said to them, and I, I didn't know, like, I mean, thank goodness for him being being more aware than me for sure. He just said, I sit with whoever I want. And they just kept walking and they said some smart aleck comment about, you know, when you want to hang out with a real man, come see us or something like that. And I'm sitting there like, what was that about? And so I said that out loud. I said, what was that about? And he explained to me what cracker meant. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, I spent the next three or four hours with him talking about race in the South because I wasn't from the South. I didn't know what it meant from where he was. And it might've meant something totally different to those other Marines that walked by us. I don't know where they were from. I honestly, after that, I was a little bit you know, nervous about spending any time with them. So I didn't, um, that's probably not I, the right solution, I, but I was 17 and
1: well, no, I just, I guess I'm looking at it like, um, uh, this is real touchy for me. <laughs> um, because was it, Racism just because they didn't want to be hanging out with a white guy, even though, even at 17, you probably weren't scared for your life. You weren't feeling like, um, especially because you didn't even know what the word meant, like that word had some power yeah. or negative connotation or that that somehow made you less than
0: no, because, well, just because I was naive and didn't know all of that stuff doesn't mean that wasn't the intent because my friend, my sitting right next to me, he explained it to me. And then he said, and they, and he knew them. And he, he said, they come from a place where racism is abundant that's how people talk where they came from. And to me, that was a whole big eye opening moment. I'm going, oh, because I never knew that. Where I came from, and again, I came from an area that was predominantly white. But the people of color that were there, we had Hispanics, we had Blacks, but the people, I mean, it was a smaller percentage. And that wasn't how we talked to each other like we talked to each other like by name we didn't I, I didn't know that there was all this race stuff going on in the background because it wasn't where i was does that make sense
1: yeah it makes sense i just don't know for me um i just i just don't know that i Um, I, I just don't know where I don't think I feel very good about saying that I don't that that was an example of being someone being racist towards you as a white guy I, I nothing not to take anything away from your experience or your story I just don't no, I'm, putting, I'm just really uncomfortable with. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know.
0: So from my vantage point, I put you, you're maybe maybe you're right. And I put a lot of value in that Marine that sat next to me for the next several hours. And he explained to me things that I had never dealt with. He explained to me that that in his eyes, was racism. And I accepted that as fact. And maybe it's not. I, for all I know, well, I I later learned that they weren't being sarcastic and joking with me. But I don't know that they they meant to belittle me. I just don't, I don't.
1: know. It, it just feels like a totally different scale to me.
0: It is a totally different scale because I'm not fearful of my life. It's a totally different scale. It doesn't mean it's not real though. And there are people who experience that. When people are experiencing any kind of belittling, putting down, anything like that, I think we we have a responsibility. Uh, you know, some people, hmm, how do we say it? Even though...
1: Now you sound like me.
0: I know. I want I want things to be fair, right? Like as much as possible, you give mm. everybody as. Uh,
1: best. I don't think I knew this about you. Explain what you mean. Actually, before.
0: I want everything to be fair. Like if I'm going to race somebody, and if I'm going to beat them in a race, I want to know that I didn't go a shorter distance. Sure. I want sure. You know, you know Albert Einstein said if you ask a fish to climb a tree, mm-hmm. it'll spend its whole life feeling stupid.
1: Right. Or some version of that. Yes. Yes.
0: Right? I want to know that it's fair. The problem is depending on right now at least, depending on whether you were born black or white, you're not starting off from a place that's fair. Mm-hmm. But we when we try to create equality, what we're what we end up doing half the time, and this concerns me too, is we create um to to, to try to shift that pendulum we're pendulum. Ac- yeah. We're actually <laughs> in a lot of cases, uh we're we're creating unfair again. Instead of creating fair. Except-
1: and this is nothing against what you're saying, but how disgusting is it that you have that you're saying that everyone should start out equal? Like, duh. <laughs> Do you know what right. I'm saying? It just seems so gross to me that that's even
0: a conversation in 2020,
1: a statement that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. It just seems like. Yeah.
0: Because you, let's say you know if we were to be able to get through this race discussion. Let's say we got to the other side of it. What's next? Economic? You're born into what are you saying? you're born into a big house or a little house. You're born into a house with food or a house without food. I mean, there's always going to be the next conversation. So so to create equality is is to say somebody somewhere knows how to create a utopia. And honestly, I haven't found anybody who's smart enough to do that with more than, I don't know, one person. (laughs) I mean, we might be able to create an individual utopia of some sorts, but as soon as you have two people, you're gonna have comparison, you're gonna have all of these things. And that's what, that's, I mean.
1: Okay. So what are you saying? Because where I'm sitting, it sounds like you're saying, okay, great. We tackle the difference in, in race and you know, everyone starts, then what? Then we go to the next thing. Yeah, It'll never be perfect. Only I'm not using and, the sarcasm that you just did. Well, that's what it, but it feels really flippant.
0: It's not.
1: It, it feel, it co- is coming across very flippant. Like. Uh, okay, well, we tackled this, so what's next? Because there's always gonna be something. that's right. When like, yeah, there's always gonna be something, and it shouldn't de- it shouldn't ever be dependent on what color your skin is. I agree. Something you have no control over. None. I agree. Well, I think that's as far as it goes. I'm not saying there aren't other well today, in-
0: but that's only because this is the topic today. Like it, it, it is going to go into, eventually. I hope I I pray that someday we're fighting the next fight, and we're doing it better every time. I pray that we do get to the conversation about socioeconomic status when you're born because that would mean we're moving away from not not away from because we're ignorant or ignoring but away from the race conversation because we're uniting on that front. We're coming together and we're we're preparing to take on that next battle. How do we create better opportunity for every child? Next. Like whatever but right now this obviously is the topic of the day because There's some major injustices right now, like big time. And it's creating a noticeable, uh, Mm -hmm. energy and rightfully so.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. I I mean, don't you want to get to the point where this conversation is not today because we need this conversation today, but at some point we get to the conversation of, okay, What are we doing now? And we we look to our left and we look to our right and we see all of those colors together saying, what's our next fight? Because it's not each other. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'd like to get there. And I didn't mean it sarcastically. Promise.
1: Okay. I believe you.
0: (laughs) I I got the eye.
1: (laughs) I can't see your mouth smiling, but I can see your eyes smiling at me. So that's something.
0: Like I said, folks, I mean, if you're out there and you're judging us, please be gentle because not, not because, because we want these conversations to happen. And if we don't handle them gently, not necessarily for my sake or Alyssa's sake, if we don't handle these gently, how are we going to have the conversations we need to have? we won't people will get scared away from them we want to encourage these conversations not discourage them so for all the mistakes that we make please let us know and come from a place of love and care because that's what we're trying to do
1: absolutely yeah so yeah go out be good to one another do good
0: absolutely and uh if anybody, well, if anybody out there is hurt by anything that we said, please tell us. Please let us know because that's the only way for us to grow. For sure. Like At if least... there's
1: something that you know that we have misrepresented or we are using the wrong language or we are saying something that is offensive, definitely let us know because we want to be good people, helpful,
0: (laughs) good people and
1: passing, you know, we don't want to keep talking in a way that is hurtful or offensive to anyone. And if we can change that and, um, do better, we want that. We do. Right. Is that the right way to say it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. We're, I mean, I, I, we're not, what we're saying is we're not beyond feedback because we know that with your feedback, we get to get better. We get to become better people. And maybe we can address this conversation in a healthier way. Like I want to do that. Mm-hmm. It's important to me. So we're going to post a couple things for you. Yeah. Everybody. Thanks for joining us. Um Thanks we, for
1: hanging in. Cause it feels like it's been a while. So thanks for listening all the way.
0: And we're in this with you, whoever you are, we're in it with you.
1: True story.
0: Okay. Bye.